This episode is sponsored by Postalytics. If you're doing any type of marketing for your startup today, you're probably missing out on one of the most underrated marketing channels there is to grow your business, direct mail marketing. Finding ways to stand out and get attention for your prospects has never been harder. Business people receive over 120 emails per day. The average Gmail account contains over 8,000 messages. With Postalytics, start standing out by delivering personalized messages directly into the hands of your audience to form a deeper impression than email alone. The best part is you can integrate with your CRM to track, trace, and measure the impact of every dollar you spend. So whether you're an agency or startup founder and looking to build out your next direct mail marketing campaign, visit postalytics.com for a free account and start sending direct mail today. If you'd like to sponsor the SaaS District podcast, or recommend any guest that you think would be valuable to be on the show, visit horizoncapital.com slash SAS podcast today. Thanks again, folks. Hello, hello, everyone. This is your host, Akil Jabbar, and welcome back to another episode of SaaS District. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the top B2B sales strategies to help you guys grow your SaaS business today. And before we get into this episode, let's just remember that like any sales, any B2B sales, the goal of sales and SaaS is to solve the problem of a customer. So I just want to make that clear that before you think about you know, all these strategies and tips and tactics that we'll get into, just remember that it's all about the customer and solving their problem. Now, as you may know, in the SaaS industry, it's a hyper-growing industry capable of addressing, you know, you can you can target individuals if you're B2C or businesses if you're in B2B, but there's unmatched scalability when it comes to, you know, the SaaS business model. And that's what I love about it. The model of SaaS is, you know, easy to access, you know, there's the, the scalability, there's the recurring subscription model, you know, the tech is super interesting. And depending on the model, you need to master different kind of selling skills in order to be successful. And that's what I want to cover because depending on your SaaS business model, uh, you have to have, you know, tackle it from a different way. So obviously after running, you know, recording over 100 episodes and talking with some of the top founders, the best consultants, the best coaches in the industry who talked about sales, we kind of put up some questions here and tips and tricks and strategies that it comes to helping you guys with your SaaS sales strategy. All right, so let's get into it. I want to talk about probably the first mistake I see most people in sales make or even founders, right? They're, they're trying to help their team grow. But if there's one thing I would, I would you know, mention to you guys and, and look at internally is think about your qualification process, right? Your, how you qualify your leads, whether you're in marketing or you're in sales, it's probably the most important thing you can do because it's going to make you more effective with your time, make you more efficient in your closing rate, make everybody happy and you know be more efficient in, in your, your ad budget, your marketing budget, and how much time you're spending on focusing on the right things. And remember I talk about focusing on the right things when you're trying to optimize your time and be more productive, which I talked about in a, in a couple episodes ago, which you guys can check out. But qualification, right? So you can do this a couple of ways. Think about it on your website. Are you qualifying? Is your copy dedicated and targeting the right people you want to work with? Right? Be very, very clear who you want to be working with and who you don't want to be working with. Okay, so just from the marketing side, uh, your social media, your content, who you're reaching out to, let's say you're running Facebook ads, are you targeting the exact people you want to work with, not a you know large pool of people, uh, the right budget, the right industry, the right size of the team, are they enterprise level and you're focusing on SMBs? You have to learn 
how to say no to these other ones, right? So that's going to make you more efficient and, and help you with your clothes. So look inside, know exactly. I've seen, I've talked to founders all the time and I asked them, who is your ideal client profile? And they tell me everybody, anybody who's willing to pay, um, you know, any business will, will take them on. And I say, look, wrong answer. Like, who is it? They'll say agencies, they'll say e-commerce stores, they'll see, uh, you know, healthcare professionals. But, you know, you've just mentioned three, but how about focusing on the one or two who you know are your best clients and then just create everything for them and then you can always expand later. So fil- filtering everything in your entire kind of sales process. So like I said, on the marketing, your copy, your your demo, um, your messaging, your email copy. Uh, and then once, you know, let's say a, a company comes to your website and they think you're the right fit. You know, make sure you have those uh, when you're filling out the form, whether they're filling out the form or they're starting a free trial, you want to capture as much information about the user. Okay. If they're, what are they spending right now on your solution? What industry are they in? What is the size of their company? Uh, What is their pain point and why they decided to choose you? And how did they hear about you? So these are all, you know, super valuable information. So by the time it gets to the actual sales demo, let's say, or they use their product, you already have enough information to help them see if they're the right fit for you. And if not, I'll say this again, if they're not a good fit, please learn to say no to them and you know, pass them on to the right solution. And I'll, I'll give you an example here what I mean. Let's say you're focused on enterprise level sales, right? Or even mid-market. Let's go mid-market because we have a lot of people in our market, in our audience who are founders who are working with B2B and targeting mid-market. And you get a small business who says, hey, I love your solution. I love what you're building. I see the value here. But then when you schedule a demo with them, let's say you didn't qualify them, you get them on the call, you show them your solution, you spent an, uh, you know, half an hour, an hour kind of trying to show them your product and how it can be a good fit. You know, they love it, but they're just, it's maybe overkill for them. And probably when it comes to the price, you know, your price would be a lot you know, more expensive than what they can afford at their stage. They're probably, you know, one year in, two years in, three years into their building their business. And maybe they're just not ready for your solution. So rather than, you know, still trying to make them fit, and I see this a lot, right? They'll still take them on because maybe they're, they're, they're willing to find a custom plan for them, try to get them on as a client. And what happens is a couple months in, the client will get frustrated. They'll cancel their churn. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll generally churn a lot faster because your product wasn't built for them. And what you should have done is, hey, look, this isn't the right product for you right now. However, you know, here is a competitor or, you know, you can, you can say a competition, but they're not really. Another uh, SaaS company that I recommend, recommend you guys check them out, start with them. And what will happen is they'll, they'll respect you. They'll appreciate you not trying to sell them and push them rather than actually care, show that you care about their business. And who knows, maybe in three years, four years, or a couple months down the line, they will be ready to use your solution. And then they'll come back and talk to you and be like, hey, you know what? I tried that other solution. Uh, I'm ready to move forward. And now I want to start working with you. So that goes a long way in terms of how you qualify and get the right person in for the right product. So, you know, I focused a lot on that one first. There's the different sales, you know, stages. Obviously, you have your, your lead generation, the top of the funnel, where you kind of generate that interest for your product. Then you have, you know, the prospecting where you're reaching out to prospects, potential customers, educating them. From there, you're you know, doing the qualification process, which I really highlighted, you know, evaluating whether that prospected target is the right fit for you and your product. Um, then from there, we go into the demo, right? So the demo is about conducting those demos that could be product led through your trials or it could be support that helps you kind of fit and decide if it's the right uh, fit for their solution. And then obviously the last stage is closing, right? Our favorite part are negotiating terms and making that sale. 
So that's number one, the first mistake, not having the right qualification process in place. The next part I want to focus on and the mistake I see often is not using the right marketing channel or sales kind of focus depending on your audience and your LTV. So what do I mean here? Specifically, let's say you're targeting B2B uh, SMBs, right? And your your product is mainly product-led, meaning people come to your product, they want to try it out, they need to see it. And let's say your LTV is focused, let's say, under $500, okay? If it's under $500, meaning they're paying you, I don't know, like $20 a month and they stick around for, for a year or so, um, you shouldn't be doing a demo. And that's what I, what I mean is that you have to have the right strategy for the right type of uh, you know LTV and size of your, of your business. If you're focusing on mid-market and you're giving them the product, you know, showing them the product, they can use it, absolutely do the demo. But I've seen this before where you know companies charging $9 a month and they're doing demos with every single person who comes to their website and asks for a, you know, for, to use their product. If you're charging $9 a month and everything is self-serve, you should be focusing on your product. You know, that's kind of what's called product-led growth. And then refining your, your pricing model uh, so that people can find you organically through paid advertising, through PR, through SEO. And then they can sign up for a trial Use your product as a way to sell them. And you don't need a person involved. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to scale. Like, think about it. If, you're, if you need to do, let's say you get 100 people a day signing up for your product. And if it's a self-serve product, you can't do 100 demos per day by yourself, right? And for $9 a month, it's just not worth your time, right? If they're paying $400 over the year and your time is worth, let's say, $1,000 an hour, or you're paying somebody $100 an hour to do sales, uh, you know, you're, 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 char- you're paying them more than, they're wor- than they're, you're going to get back, right? It's just hard to justify that kind of cost per acquisition by doing a demo. So the right thing to do is get them to the right channel for the right types of salesperson. If they're a mid-market, they're over, you know, let's say $1,000 in LTV, then definitely get them on a demo, spend the time with them, show them your product, answer all their questions, and then your LTV will justifiably go up and you'll be working with the right people. But if they're SMB focused, you know, focus on your, your product, get them into your, your funnel and let the product sell itself. All right. So that's number two. All right. Let's go to number three, which is about pricing and how that affects your sales. So that's another thing, question we have here. How often should I be changing my price and how does that affect my sales? So a mistake I'll see often as well is people still have the same price that you know, they had from three or four or five years ago of when they started their business. So a quick win you can do today, try increasing your price. Okay, we, we've done this test so many times with our, with our own companies and our own product offerings. We literally just keep, just keep increasing the price until we see our conversion rates go down. And we've done this before where we were selling for $75. We increased it to $100. We got no, we got no pushback. $125, no pushback. $150, no pushback. $200, no pushback. We went up to 250 and then we started getting some pushback. Okay, so we know we hit that inflection point where people started asking for more. They were doubting it and they were pushing back and say, you know what, I'm not interested. And until we saw that, you know, the, the, the market told us, right? We thought it was worth 75. Uh, it seems like, you know, between 200 and 250 is the right spot for now, right? And now we know, okay, we need to go back and adjust our product, improve it a little bit more, and then we can try again and see maybe it's now worth $250. So quick win right now, like, Go out and increase your price and see how it affects your your sales, um, you know, your next demo. So imagine that we left it at $75. We literally 
you know, two over 100%, you know, increase in price and it didn't affect our conversions at all. So quick tip, do that today, play with your pricing model and see if you get any pushback because I guarantee uh, your revenue will go up just by making some price changes and even just even increase it by five, 10% and see what happens. And if you're scared, you know, on how to do that, like there, there's tools you can do. You can, you know, kind of split test it if you're kind of, uh, you know, SMB or, or self-serve model focused, um, you know, run, run a tool like VWO. We love doing conversion rate optimization. And that's actually literally like one of our, our biggest kind of playbooks when we ac- acquire a SaaS company is we run different conversion rate optimization tests and pricing is probably the, the easiest win for us, right? We just take the same traffic, you know, they're getting 100,000, you know, views a month. They're converting, you know, uh, 100 or 200 new users just with that, that traffic or, or more. Uh, and then we'll just, uh, you know, start testing out different prices. So we'll split test two, two different pricing tables, different pages, different offerings. And we'll see, you know, and, and we'll see that lift, you know, 30, 40, 50% revenue increase uh, in MRR just by by doing those simple tests. So try that out yourself, guys. VWOs is a really good tool. I love them. Uh, otherwise, you can do them if you're doing demos. Um, obviously, you have that presentation. Just, you know, ask your team, ask your founder. Or if you're the founder, talk to your sales team and say, hey, look, we're going to try increasing our price by $200, $100 or just whatever, 10% this month. And let's see how that affects our, our quotas and our sales this month. All right. So that's number three. The third thing you guys can do today, start increasing your prices and see how that affects your overall revenue. All right. Fourth question here is about demos, how to improve your conversion rate on demos. So you're probably asking, what's the right number? If you're getting, you know, qualifying your leads, you're getting high quality leads coming in, you know, good prospecting, good kind of lead generation, talking to the right people at the right stage. You know, at this point, it's a couple of things you're going to push back on, right? Not the right timing, not the right budget, um, you know, it's not the right solution or they need to talk to, it's not the right decision maker, right? So you got to overcome all those objections. But before that, people think it's all that, which is good. That's going to be your sales process. Uh, part of your demo before that is make sure you prepare and have the right research before you even talk to them, right? Don't show up to your calendar and say, you know, hey, I'm five minutes out from talking to this person. If you have captured all that information from the prospect before in your qualification stage, do your research, Okay, go to hunter.io, go to, you know, LinkedIn, check out their all their social media pages, check out their website. What are they doing? Um, is there anything on TechCrunch about their business? Is there any you new know, press releases? Have they raised a, a, a recent round? Try to get as much information about the person you're about to talk to. Um, you know, A, to build rapport. When you get on the call, you can talk, see something on their LinkedIn profile. Maybe they have, uh, you know, similar... You know, in, the, in, the, in the same city that you live in and, you know, you can talk about similar sports that you guys enjoy. Um... But also, you know, you know how far they are in their career, and you know, how long have they been working that position? Did they get promoted? Who are they? You know, who are they working with? Understand the size of their team. Who is the founder? So have a, a proper roadmap and do really, really good research beforehand. So you become you come prepared, and I guarantee your your closing rate will go up if you have that information before. I've I've done this many times where I've just come in and just try to listen. But if I do that extra step of doing the research beforehand, uh, people really appreciate that, and I feel. I think I think it just comes off naturally, right? Right, like your confidence level goes up just because you feel comfortable that you actually know the person, versus coming in, uh, who is this unknown person? How are they going to react? And you have no idea what to expect. So just take that extra step, uh, and I guarantee it'll help a lot on your demos. All right, uh, a couple more more points about the demo side. I think it's super super important, and then uh, we'll wrap up this uh, episode here. Um, okay, so when you get on the actual demo. 
make it a conversation. I was literally on a demo the the other day and it drove me crazy. The guy was like literally re- reading a script. Like he was just reading everything, asking me these questions. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't really care. Like, why are you telling me this? It's not relevant for me. I, I, he just like get to the point and he didn't ask me questions. Like get me involved. Like, okay, say what you have to say, show what you have to, but keep me engaged. Be like, all right, so like I show this product, you know, we can do this, this and this. What do you think about, you know, do you see yourself using this or have you done this before? Or, you know, just, just simple questions and, and, and get that yes from me, right? Get them to say yes, because those are micro commitments, right? Ask them questions where they, they say yes repeatedly. I think you've probably heard that before. And that actually helps improve your chances of, of getting the, the closing the sale, right? So don't read scripts. Don't follow, a, you know, the same pattern. Have, have a baseline, yes. You know, some questions that you have to work off to qualify them, to show them and have a, a good process of how you demonstrate it, but also be able to read the flow and read the conversation and understand the other person, right? People want to feel heard. So, you know, just, just don't read it off the script. That's all, that's all I'm going to say on, on the actual doing the demo. If afterwards you're doing a proposal, make sure you customize it. Okay. So that's another quick tip. Um, I get demos, uh, you know, demos and proposals all the time from different, you know, SaaS companies that I, that I look to work with or you know use myself, and I can see that this is just like a copied and paste. There's no effort put behind this, and if I see there's no effort, then I say, okay, this guy wasted my time. I just gave you, you asked me a hundred different questions, and you showed me a demo. You spent a lot of my time, and then you give me a generic demo, um, you know, presentation. And expect that to sell me. Like, why didn't you just give me that from the beginning if that was the case, right? Why, you know, we just, why, why even waste my time with all that if I'm going to get something that was, there was no effort put behind it. So if you're going to put together a presentation, a demo a proposal, take that extra same thing, just like you did the research of the demo, take that extra time and put a thorough uh, proposal put together specifically for them, right? So simple things, right? Like even just putting their logo on the first page and your logo, um, you know, mention their name throughout different pages, their industry, how, you know, throw in words that you picked up during the conversations based on their time of, um, oh, sorry, the size of their business or maybe the size of their team or write down the actual problem that they told you that their problem is and then write down the solution of how they presented to you. And you'll say, hey, this is the problem you're having. This is the solution I have. You're like, no, this isn't the problem I just told you, you know, two days ago. Um, and this isn't the solution that we talked about. So why are you giving me this different uh, mismatch of information? So make it clear that you really, really understand them, um, that they want to be heard. And, you know, make the pricing based on them. If they have 10 users, um, show them only the price for 10 users, you know, and then you can show them a little bit more. Hey, as you grow, we're going to give you a discount if you get to 20 users, right? Don't show them. Uh, okay, so zero to five, five to ten, uh, you know, five to thirty, whatever. Like, just just make the price for them. They asked for ten users today, and you know they're going to be growing. Give them the price for them, and they'll appreciate that a lot more. All right, guys. So that's it. I think that's enough tips for today. I hope that helps. I mean, try try to implement these today, and let me know if that helps. Like, improve your closing rates, get more revenue. That's all. This is this is all this is about, right? Increase your pricing, and I hope you guys success in your SaaS journey. All right, guys, see you guys in the next episode where we'll have you know, more interviews next week. Thank you all for listening in to this episode and joining SaaS District today. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe for future episodes where we interview top leaders in the SaaS industry. 
If you're a SaaS company looking to grow and unlock the true value of your business, get in touch with us at horizoncapital.com. And myself or one of our consultants will provide a free assessment to help you get there and hit your goals. If you have any feedback or suggestions for this podcast, please DM us on Instagram or LinkedIn at Horizon Capital and help us improve our content for you all. Thanks again and hope to see you on the next one.